reignite your passion for God and for his work. Listen to Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo, the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International Adenta Branch, as he comes your way on this podcast with the creative force of God's word. Bishop Ogo also pastors the Flaming Fire Service, a vibrant youth service filled with energetic young people who are ablaze for the Lord. He is also the evangelist of the Greater Love Roadshow, a unique outreach program that ministers the soul-saving love of Jesus Christ to a hurting world through music, dance, and the life-giving word of God. Now listen to Bishop Edwin Ogo. Praise the Lord, somebody. This morning, we have a testimony, and we want to call our brother, Edward Ablewadi, to come and share his testimony. Is Edward in the house? Give him a hand as he comes. Praise the Lord. My name is Edward Ablewadi. I belong to B-Zone. And the BNS is my leader now. Before I joined this church, I was in a relationship with a lady who gave birth to three children for two different men. But I still love her deeply. Serious. <laughs> and I do take care of her along with the children. And it's gotten to a time when she started behaving strangely towards me and the relationship became too tough for me. So one day I was at work when that time I was under the peace Cecilia. So she called me that she wanted to pay me a visit. And I said, okay, so I closed and we, the two of us, we met at a certain junction where we were, we were going. She was in her car. I was also on my bicycle. So we were going. I was at the back. So I, I don't want to go, I don't want, to, I don't want her to come and visit me because of the relationship that I'm in. So we were going, then I decided to slow her down the bicycle and she go a little further. So as I see that she is no more at my side, I run away. I run away. So that day the visitation couldn't come on. So she also decided, she didn't give up. She find another day and pay me a surprise visit which I'm not aware of. So that day I was so ashamed of myself because of the relationship. I just don't want her to know what is going on in my life. But after everything I gave up my life to Christ because she first asked me to start shepherding and because of the relationship I stopped coming to church. My coming to church now is off and on. I'll come this Sunday, the other Sunday I will not come. But after the visitation, it also showed me how important am I to the church and the love that the church has for me. So I started serving God and the relationship too has now cut off because it's something that I'm not into it and it's a friend who advised me to it. So I now give up and everything is free. I have my free-minded serving God and I'm now free. So I thank God so much for that visitation. 
And I thank God, Bishop, too, for bringing this visitation because it's true that I'm in a church today. Because if not that visitation, I'm, I'm not sure I'll be standing here and I'll even be a lighthouse member today. So I thank God and I thank P. Cecilia. She's the one because of my life today. So I thank God and I thank you all. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. So this morning after service, why don't you visit a church member who probably did not come to church? For all you know, we will have another shepherd like Edward in church after your visitation.
Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, we thank you for the wonderful blessing and the great privilege of being a part of the service. May what we are about to hear today make a difference to our lives and the outcome of our lives. For many desire to hear what we hear every Sunday. But for a reason, we are those who've chosen to send such precious words to May this grace not be in vain, Lord. May this grace not be in vain, Lord. I ask for utterance to declare your counsel, indeed your full counsel. Let your will be done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may please be seated. This morning, it's a great joy 
to be in church with you. And I want to believe that God is going to teach us something that will make us great indeed. Remember, I'm sharing on the habits of great men. And um, I just decided to talk about Isaac. So Isaac is the one we have been looking at. Amen. And I think we've learned two very big things about Isaac. The first is his recognition of God's voice. That is, if you want to be great, you must identify the voice of God. Actually, the differences you see among people, among Christians, among pastors, are attributable to the extent to which we hear God's voice. If you take any two people walking with God, you will discover that they make progress at different speeds. In fact, some people who walk with God never amount to much because it's you see, walking with God without his voice and without obeying his voice makes your work with God of no relevance. Many times when you are in a relationship with someone, what affects you most from the person, that great person you relate with, is most of the time the person's words, the person's advice, because there are many things you can enjoy from a great person. You can enjoy the person's money if he's rich. You can enjoy his cars. You can enjoy his houses. But the greatest blessing will be the, the, the wisdom of the person that allowed him or enabled him to do what he did. So the words and the honor you place on that person determines a lot of things about you. So Isaac's greatness was directly related to his ability to hear the voice of God and to obey the voice of God. You remember God told him in... Um, Genesis 26, when everybody was traveling to Egypt because of the famine, God told him, don't go. Don't go. And sometimes when you fear God and you obey God, you stand the risk of being mocked by your friends, the risk of being ridiculed. Because imagine that there's no food here and there's food there and we are all going. And God tells you, don't go. I mean, 
what is going on. It gets even more bizarre when you are already there and as people are moving to the place of wealth, God instructs you to move against the flow and rather move to the place of poverty. I mean, imagine, I mean, most of us would not be in church this morning if there was a ship at Temahabo collecting people to America. You know, you, 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 it's not likely you'll be here. I mean, imagine, imagine that there are two ships, free, visa, ticket, everything. And meanwhile, American Airlines has brought uh, 40 planes. They are at the airport waiting. If you come, you just, I mean, first come, first serve. Do you think you'll be in church today? Mm-hmm. So, so, most people are moving. That is the traffic, direction of the traffic. Then imagine that as we are moving there, somebody who is established there is instructed by God in America to leave and come to Begro. It doesn't make sense. You know, but that is how people become great. You become great by respecting the voice of God. Even if it doesn't make sense. You respect the voice of God. That voice makes you great. And that voice blesses you. So Isaac became great by not going to the place of prosperity, but staying in the place of poverty. Bible says, and Isaac dwelt in Gerah. God spoke to him, do not go. And he stayed. He dwelt and stayed in Gerah. You know, and there he became great. Amen. And then the next thing, which is what we learned last week about Isaac, was that he sowed seeds. And I taught you some very important things about seeds. Sowing of seeds. That you guarantee a certain destiny. It must not be a life without the sowing of seeds. And apart from the seeds of corn and wheat and sorghum, there are many other seeds you sow. Your kindness is a seed. Your time is a seed. Your love is a seed. And everyone should make sure that you are sowing seeds. Amen. Very important that you sow seeds. Isaac sowed in that same land, that same place where there was no food, no money, no jobs. He sowed in that same land. And there, in that same land, he reaped a hundredfold. Others were not reaping because the place was barren. But when God speaks to you, that voice transforms even barren soils into fruitful soils. You know. That is why it's very important not to, as much as you can, don't look at what somebody is doing and either follow it or even condemn people because you may not know 
Because for many of them, it was important for them to go to Egypt. It makes sense. Moses, Jesus, all of them, they made movements towards Egypt. I mean, going to Egypt is not a crime or it's not like um, an abomination. But for Isaac alone, that, so it is, a, it is very important for you to get close to God enough to know his voice and his will for your life. That is what makes you great. When I finished medical school, I was with many friends who are all in America, in London, and so on. And that is where God wants them to be. And he's prospered them. But he spoke to me clearly, do not go. I had a church of about 30-something members, you know, somewhere. This is over 20 years ago. I mean, little children. But I heard, I, I, I obeyed that voice. And I said, and here, the land from which people were moving away from, I stayed in that land, and God has blessed me. There is no difference between the one who went to Jerusalem and the one who stayed in Ghana or America. So don't follow people. Even on Sunday, when your friend says, I won't go to church, will you go? Tell the person, I will go because the, the voice of God to me is that I should go to church. Today, I have a very, very important message. Very, 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 very important message. I, I, I don't know how to start it because sometimes when the message is very important, you lack the ability, you must be very careful how you present it. But I, I want to please beg you to listen very carefully. Just try and get the message, understand it. Because it is one major way a person becomes great. And that is how Isaac became great. I want us to turn our Bibles to the same man's story. Isaac. To Genesis. And uh, let us learn some wonderful things from there. Genesis 26, please. And uh, let this be a lesson you will take home. And let this be a wisdom key for your life. Amen. I'm reading just two verses. Verses 3 and 4. Well, verse 2 of Genesis 26. Verse 2 says, The Lord appeared to him and said, Go not down to Egypt. Dwell in the land which I shall tell thee of. Are we there on the same page? So this is the beginning of the story. So God told him, don't go to Egypt. Stay in the land where I tell thee of. And remember, I, 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 just allow me to say it again. Because some people, it takes, like me, well, I mean, it, it takes me a long time to understand something. But when I understand it, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm wilder than you who understood it at the beginning. 
Yes. So some people are slow starters. So let me say it again. Learning to obey the voice of God. Knowing the voice of God for your life is very, very important. Otherwise, you will spend your time roaming around and what should happen in 40, 40 days takes 40 years. One voice, one word from God can shorten your troubles and accelerate your destiny. So that is my counsel again. Let us get so close to God so that we can hear his voice. Get used. There is this book, The Art of Hearing. It's a very important book I would recommend to all of us. The Art of Hearing. If God gives, the, gives me the opportunity, I will, I, will, I will share very, very powerful insights from that book. Uh, it, 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 will, it will amaze you how the voice of God makes a great difference to you. The Art of Hearing. How to be in the perfect will of God. The Art of Hearing. How to be in the perfect will of God by Bishop Dagwood Mills. Very, very, you know, this is, this book is what separates, you know, when you go on the Tamamoto way, when we finish paying our tolls, toll booth one, toll booth two, toll booth three and four, we all pay. And we are moving on the motorway. You see that based on the type of car, based on your engine, based on the driver, based on the ties. You see that, Charlie? By the time you get to the Tema Runabout, some are behind and some are ahead. This is it. The art of hearing. Isaac had, look, you cannot be great without the voice of God, without the voice of the Holy Spirit. You don't just get up and marry because the man is handsome, because the man is tall. Hmm. You don't just get up and marry because the woman is beautiful. You don't get a job because the salary is more than the previous one. You must hear the voice of God, the art of hearing. Amen. Verse 3. Just sharing some thoughts with you about greatness. Sojourn in this land. I'm now on my point number three. How Isaac became great. Sojourn in this land. Stay in this land. And I will be with thee. And I will bless thee. For unto thee and unto thy seed. I will give all these lands, all these countries, and I will perform the oath which I swear unto Abraham thy father. And I will make thy seed to be multiplied, to multiply as the stars of heaven. And will give unto thy seed all these countries, 
And in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. Now, it's interesting that last week I spoke about seeds. Seed, sowing of seeds and harvesting. Today, I'm talking about seeds, but a different type of seed. Please open up your spirit. The third, you see, you see here, if you go to verse 3, you see that it says, and I will bless thee. For unto thee, hello, I am going to bless you, you know, For unto thee, you know, and unto thy seed. This word seed is not maize seed or money seed or time seed. This seed is the offspring. Your children. Isaac's greatness was largely attributed and attributable to his offspring. His children. So in verse 4, he said, I, now, now God has even left him. Hello? He's no more addressing Isaac. He begins to talk about Isaac. I'll make you great. I'll bless you. Then he introduced the word your seed, your children. Verse 4. As the thing is gaining momentum, God even forgets about Isaac himself. And now he says, I will make your seed multiply as the, star, as, as the stars of heaven. And I will give unto your seed all these countries. Now, remember, we are in 20 whatever, and I'm standing here preaching about Isaac. Don't forget, today, Isaac was not born. This story is not 100 years ago. And I'm talking about this man, Isaac. But Isaac's greatness came from his ability to give birth. His ability to have children. So today, the greatness of Isaac is from actually the seeds he had that God took and multiplied. Now, he had to have seeds. He had to have children. And then God took the children and multiplied them. 
There were nations and lands. I don't know whether I'm even preaching well this morning. I don't know, but just listen. Even if you like, don't be blessed. But this may be one of the most important messages you have ever heard since you were born in 1928. There were nations and lands and countries meant for Isaac. But Isaac was not the one going to possess them. He said, and I will give unto thy seed all these countries. And in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. So if Isaac had not given birth to seeds, to children, his prophetic destiny would have been truncated. That is, and the lesson here is clear. That you become great through having, in Nigeria we say, children. Hmm. Without children, you are nothing. You know the pastor Without children You are useless Think of the nations The countries The lands He has given you You will But Please go back to verse 3. I will bless thee, for unto thee and unto thy seed will I give all these countries. So your ability to possess the countries depends on your children. So if you don't have children and you die, the story of your life, your, your, your greatness is suddenly stopped. Mommy, do you understand the message I'm preaching? Hey, preaching is hard, though. I don't know how to preach today. Hmm. If you are here for the first time, don't worry. I'm learning how to preach. Hmm. I want to beg you to overcome the barrenness that is creeping into your life. Your greatness has something to do with your fruitfulness. Being fruitful. Just the previous chapter, Isaac had given birth. In fact, his wife was pregnant. 
And the testimony was that in Genesis 25 about Jacob and Esau. He said, two nations. Verse 23. Two nations are in your womb. Gabaya, Lema Kosabaya. Without children in your womb, you are only one person. But the children you are incubating are nations. Two nations are in your womb. And two manner of people shall be separated from thy bowels. And the one people shall be stronger than the other people. And the elder shall serve the younger. By the way, let me just inform you that I am not talking about biological offsprings, biological fruitfulness. You can give birth to 20 children like a rabbit. You may end up giving birth to wee smokers and this type of, you know. When you are in Christ, He gives you, especially in a church like this, God gives you an opportunity. I'm ending now. An opportunity to give birth. It is your children you give birth to who advance the course of your life. Yesterday at Anakazo Bible and Ministry Training Center in Mampon, Bishop consecrated 22 bishops. 22 bishops. And not even one of them was his cousin or his son. But you see that as a man is moving on, he is also very careful to give birth to children. To travail. So today, let us even say that he, he stops pastoring and he wants to sell cement. Let's say Bishop is not no more a pastor. He wants to sell cement and iron rods in Techiman. He will not lack a shopkeeper. <laughs> <laughs> He's got enough sons to be daytime shopkeeper, nighttime shopkeeper, security, accountant, the one who, the, the cleaner, the one who opens the door because he has given birth to sons and daughters. In the Bible, you discover that God encourages us to have children. Paul told Timothy that I have given birth to you. I have begotten thee through the gospel. You can give birth. Don't sit in church and be a barren womb. 
For in Christ I have begotten thee through the gospel. Now it is these seeds, these children you beget with the gospel who determine your greatness. You find people who sit in church don't care who is being influenced, don't have any plan to invest their lives in people. They come to church, give their offerings, and they go. They don't care. They don't care at all. But I am here to inform you that God wants you. First Corinthians chapter 4, verse 15. For though you have 10,000 instructors in Christ, you have not many fathers. For in Christ Jesus I have begotten you. When, when somebody gets up in the, in the church and says he wants to be a shepherd, he wants to be a pastor, like some of branch pastors are here, it's not that like, they don't have a vision for their lives. They themselves may not even know what they are doing. They may think oh, they are going to pastor a branch, they want to serve God. Serve God, God doesn't need you. No, 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 God doesn't need you. You need God. There is nothing we are doing for God that he needs. You, you see, Anybody who can die is not important. Once you can die, I mean, so, so, so in a certain sense, a stone is more important than you. Once you can die, it means that you are not very important. Whatever you are doing in the church as a shepherd, as a leader, as a pastor, God is just giving you an opportunity to give birth. Because it is the children you give birth to who make you great. The Bible says in Psalm 127, verse 4, I think, Lo, children are an heritage from God. Verse 3. And the fruit of the womb is his reward. As arrows are in the hand of a mighty man, so are children of the youth. Young people, it's not old 50-year-olds who give birth. I became a father when I was 26 years. And I even think I married. I was an old man when I married. I should have married around 22. Oh, yes. If my father was alive, he would have given me a house and sponsored my wedding and uh, start early. <laughs> 26 days, you're an old man. <laughs> you're a grandfather. 26. It's not old men. Young boys sitting here. Your future... Your 20 years, your 30 years ahead of you, 
depends on the children you give back to spiritually. Don't come to church and sit here as if it's, I don't know if you, how your mind is working. It's like a bus came for you, or you came to church just to what? Like we are lucky that you are in church. There is such a thing as children of the youth. Young people can give birth with the gospel. Verse 5. Happy is the man that has his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed. A lot of shame in your life is a result of your aloneness. Your inability to give birth to children will one day plunge you into disgrace. Your business that collapses, your ministry that collapses, pastors, listen very carefully. They shall not be ashamed. Happy is the man who has his quiver full of them. Don't just be preaching. Don't just be conscious of the need to invest in people to give birth to them. That's why Paul would say in Galatians 4.19 that my, my little children of whom I travail in bed again. It failed the first time. Try it again and again and again until Christ is formed in you. I'm giving you an agenda for this year. Make sure there are people sitting in church, people walking with God, people who know Jesus because of you. Because of you, you give birth. Give birth. Talk to somebody about Christ. Share the gospel with someone. Give the person a shirt. Bring him to church. Teach him the word of God. Yourself. You're not a pastor. You're not a deacon. You're not a shepherd. But I'm telling you that without the agenda of giving birth to children, your greatness is questionable. They shall speak with the enemy at the gates. Who are they? The children. <laughs> are you with me? Yeah. You have enemies, though. But it is not every enemy you should confront. Oh, yes. In my life, there are many problems in my life, oh, but I don't hand, I, I mean, few of them come to me. I've got children over the years I have given birth to who meet the enemy. Hi. I can't give you details. Psalm 127. They shall speak, verse 5, with the enemies in the gates. There are certain times in your life you should be in the bedroom and your children are quarreling with the enemy at the gates. But because you were wicked and barren in the church, you never gave birth to children. It was all about you. You, your offering, your tithe, your children, your three biological children with big heads. Can you imagine even at this time, a young man like me, my house is empty. My house is empty. Can you imagine if all my life, yesterday I was with a lady, when another gentleman, and, and the woman said, he doesn't know how people who don't 
give birth, who don't have spiritual children, how they live their lives. He said, he said, can you imagine if our lives depended on our biological children, those two boys at home, three boys, one girl, three girls, one boy, two boys, one girl, one and a half boys, this type of people. Can you imagine? But you see, there are people, so many of us here like, uh, see, all your life, you, all your life is about those two children. It's like, there is, not, there is such a thing as begetting. You don't only beget as a woman through spams. You also beget through the spam of the gospel. And it's a lot of work. That's what the word there in Galatians 4.19 is. Travail. Travail. Continually. They disappoint you. you can you imagine if I was to follow you, I won't be here this morning preaching. What do I get from preaching? There are places I could go and preach this morning. I'll be richer than I was last night. Been talking to you for years. Even to get you to come to church on Tuesday. It's a problem. But I'm not giving up. I'm continuing to preach. I'll keep preaching. I'll keep preaching because the word is travail. Travail. It's not for weak people. You keep doing it. They disappoint you. They laugh at you. They scorn you. But out of the embers, the dying embers of this type of waste, wasteland and, and, and canal believers, you may find one or two glowing stars who become your children. And they speak with the enemy. Some of you here will remember me this morning. I told you. I told you that I was preaching one of the most important messages. What I'm talking about today, have you know, you know, some. I'm not talking about even just church. You know, I've been mentioning pastors and shepherds. I'm talking about your own life, your own life at home. Some of you may even lose your job when you get pregnant and you deliver, because there will be nobody to take care of your children, to free you to go to work at EcoBank, because you are a wicked woman. You just sat in church. You, 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 would, you wouldn't want to join us to do outreach, help someone, even after church, to say, oh, what's your name? My name is Edwin. You are what? Francis. Wow. God bless you. Did you enjoy the service? Where do you stay? Give me your number. I will call you. No, no. It's all about you and your children at home. You are in a hurry. Some of you want to hurry up and go home and bath them and give them breakfast and prepare them to come for children's service. I'm talking about <laughs> maybe, maybe also <laughs> you are not matured enough to understand that you, ha- you, will, you, you have enemies and you will encounter them as life goes on. Enemies. Enemies you are not supposed to encounter. That's how David, he took weak people, disgraced, dejected, depressed, in debt and he made them great one day he was just lying there, he was just stretching himself I wish I could have some water to drink, but there was no water there the only water was behind the enemy's garrison as soon as his children heard that, daddy wants water they unsheathed their swords they went and fought and brought him a calabash of water some of you, one day, when you want water, you will have to fight for your water. Wicked man. Wicked woman. 
Because you are in the church, building the church. It doesn't concern you at all. It's all about you. You don't care. You don't care. You don't care. You don't care. If you don't love God, it's just this. I don't even know why you are in church. It baffles me. I've been to school for many years. I still can't understand you. I'm very intelligent, but I cannot understand you. If you were a subject, I would have failed. You don't have any idea the benefits that inure to you when you sow into people, when you help people, when you strengthen people, when you give people foundations. You do not know. Even apart from the children who will be a blessing to you, when you step into the work of giving birth spiritually, you, you, you develop collateral relationships. People you would never have known, you get to relate with them. I've got such relationships. Powerful! Powerful! They will speak to the enemy. Enemies, sorry. But in your case, when your enemies are at the gate, you have to wake up. You have to wake up. I heard, I saw something on the internet. He said, when you are sleeping at night and you hear that your tap outside is on, somebody has to turn on the tap. Don't, get, go, don't go out. Don't go out because armed robbers now, they jump into your and they open the tap. So when you hear that the tap is running, you come out, oh, why? Hey, Abna, why, why is that tap? And then they just enter your house. Yeah. But some people, if the tap is running, even it is their children who will get up and close the tap. Let us even say that even the armed robbers even killed their children. At least you have saved your life by being there. By giving, somebody has given his life for you. But in your case, you will have to get up from your room, chamber and hall, and come outside and, and, and as you are coming, slaps. Happy is a man. That's why you're not happy. All your life, you will help yourself. Everything you do, you know, a lot of women when they are dressing, like my wife, many times she comes to me and, say, and she turns her back. I say, please, close my zip for me. Can you imagine if you are alone in your house? You have to use a rope to pull your own zip. I'm pretty. There are many things you need people around you to do it. It's abnormal. It's abnormal. It's abnormal to be alone. It is not good, God said to Adam. It's not good about him. He said, it's not good that a man should be alone. It's not a good thing. And I want to finally shock you. To part ways. What I've just told you is God's ways. The God who made the moon, the stars, the great planets. In Genesis 12, he blessed Abraham. He invested in Abraham. He said, I'll make you great. I'll bless you. I'll make you great. That's Abraham. He gave birth to Abraham. Abraham was born already, but God gave birth to him. In fact, his name was even Abram. Yes. In Hebrew, say Avram. Avram. 
Abraham. Then he changed his name, changed from Abraham to Abraham. Then we move to Genesis 26. The same God. He spoke to Isaac, blessed him, invested in him, made him great, made him very powerful. Genesis 26. So Abraham, God gave birth to Abraham. Isaac, God gave birth to a new Isaac. Genesis 32. Verse 28. 32. You see right there. Look at it. He said, Thy name shall be no more called Jacob, but Israel. For as a prince, where is it? Thou hast power with God and with men. And Jacob asked him and said, Tell me, I pray thee thy name. And he said, Wherefore is it that thou dost ask after my name? And he blessed him there. So, 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 so this is a God I've ended now This is a God who goes about Blessing people He goes about He finds a man Poor He blesses him to be great He finds Isaac An average person among his people He blesses him to be great He makes people great Not knowing that God himself his greatness was going to be connected to the people he had made great. God's greatness is no greatness. You can't just make stars and moons and planets. That does not define. When God introduced himself to Moses in Exodus chapter 6, chapter 3, verse 6. This is how God introduces himself. He doesn't call himself the creator of the sun and the moon and the rivers and the stars. He said, I am the God of thy father. I am the God of Isaac. Because they knew how great I said, I'm the God of Abraham I'm the God of Isaac And the God of Jacob When God was introducing himself He introduced himself Based on the people He had made great You don't understand the message This is God this would define the destiny of Israel. About to raise a Moses who delivers his people. And God needed to show Moses that he was not an ordinary person. He was not a small man. He was, he was, he was a great God. And I would have thought he would have introduced himself to Moses as the one who made Jupiter. The one who made the Pleiades and the ancient uh, Orion and the Mazarots, the constellations. That God will introduce himself as the one who made the Red Sea. But he introduces himself to Moses as the God of Abraham. The God of Isaac. The God of Jacob. One day, when you stand and you are declaring your greatness, you will say, I am the father of Francisca. 
I am the I am the father of Dr. Osei. I am the one who gave birth to that president. I, you see that lady prophetess, the woman who is prophesying to ten thousand. I gave birth to her. When you tell people the type of children you have raised, they fear you. Moses hid his face. Wow! You mean you made Abraham? You mean you made Isaac? You mean you made Jacob? A little country in Israel, little, about some two million people, surrounded by enemies. They stand as a beacon of greatness. Nobody can quieten them. Strong. Strong. Now, now, when somebody rises up and says that I am the one who made that nation Israel, wouldn't you fear that person? The children you make determine your own greatness. When you are introducing yourself one day, who are the Abrahams you make reference to? Who are the Isaacs you make reference to? Who are your Jacobs? Who is your Jacob? Who have you made great? Who have you blessed? It's just about yourself. God bless you, pastors. God bless all of you. Ladies, gentlemen, with your problems, you still are caring. I'm telling you, you are doing it for yourself. You watch it. A day will come. You will be surrounded. You will be lying in bed and your children will be nursing you. Your daughters, not, not those children with big heads. Your spiritual children, they will be around nursing you. Yes, because you become great through your fruitfulness. God introduced himself as a great person on the basis of the fruits he had born. May you never be without fruits. May you have your Abrahams. May you have your Isaacs. And may you have your Jacob. May your seed be multiplied. May you occupy the countries and the lands by reason of your children. May they stand with the enemy. May you be in the bedroom snoring while your children are engaging the enemy at the gates. May God deliver you from wickedness, selfishness, and barrenness. May you rise out of your stupor and give birth for therein lies your greatness. Rise to your feet and let's close today. Lift your hands and just tell them the Lord. Kadula Bagaza. It's not about singing in the choir or preaching in the church, or it's not about being an usher or an instrumentalist. Where are your Abrahams? How long will you play the keyboard yourself? 
can we not one day in this church see a, a little Anita playing the keyboard and say that is that you, you Maui Rami will introduce her. I am the mother of Anita we will hide our faces talk to God about yourself that he should deliver you from your selfishness from your wickedness yes egocentricity it's all about you it's not about you you are not important you're not important if God himself depended on people he had made great to introduce himself and I dare you to rise up and do something for yourself go on invest in people's lives help someone to be in church encourage someone don't stop it continue travel travel one day one day you will remember me you will remember me if you don't remember me then it was not God who sent me here you will remember me in a good way or in a bad way when your children are around you ministering to you helping you say wow that's what that my heart pastor said that bishop and the flip side when you are alone in a dark room somewhere nobody comes to you because you never give birth I know biological children who call their mother a witch. People have given birth. They've gone to the labor world. Children have come from in between their legs. They have regretted. And everybody is given that opportunity to give birth, not to biological children, but to spiritual children. That is your source of greatness. And they become so great that sometimes they are even greater than you. That is where you derive your greatness from. For he was afraid. Moses hid his face. For he was afraid to look upon God. People will be afraid to look at you. When you announce yourself. When you introduce yourself. They say, what? Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Mekoka Kasunama Abelu Kasembre Gezegini Roma Mazangeleman Dosabada Shebrikito Samalega Anda Braga Zamikole Bunde Sabramine Shemberian Dosapakandelebo Sembelia Bagada. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. Every eye closed and every head bowed. If you are here today, you are not born again. Only say, Pastor, pray for me. I want to give my life to Christ. I want to be born again, Pastor. Every eye closed, every head down, every head bowed. I want to pray for you right now to give your life to Christ. If you are here like that, you want to be born again, lift your hand high. 
it means you, you are deciding to walk with God. The God who makes people great. Lift your hand. I want to pray for you. Pastor, pray for me. I want to give my life to Christ. I want to be born again today. Yes, today is my day. Today is my birthday. Today is my birthday. No turning back. If your hand is up, come to me in front here now. Come. your eyes and lift up your two hands and say after me heavenly father I realize I am a sinner please forgive me my sins have mercy on me save me I'm not going back at all I'm staying here today. I'm staying here. I'm staying here. I'm remaining here. I'm going to grow here. In Christ. In church. With a new life. Thank you, Father. Wash my sins. With the blood of Jesus. In Jesus' name. for listening to this podcast we believe that you have been truly blessed you can send a mail to bishop edwin ogo at bishop edwin ogo at gmail.com introduce this podcast to a friend keep listening and keep living passionately for god